have, we have two amazing people with us. Okay, I got lucky with Chuck. A bunch of people told me to go talk to Chuck about this segment um, and that he is the expert in this area. I'm super excited. Chuck, could you introduce yourself and welcome? Thanks. The, uh, my name is Chuck Forsyth. I work for the Healthcare Distribution Alliance. I run what's called the Pharmaceutical Cargo Security Coalition. It's a group of shippers, manufacturers, wholesalers, retailers. It's about 2,000 strong. It's been started. It's been going since 2006. Uh, some of the fellows that you had on the previous sequence I know very well. I was one of the individuals that brought Andrew Boyle and Boyle Transportation into our industry because at the time wow. we, we really thought that they were a good group to tie our wagon to. So you're saying that we shouldn't love Andrew. We should love you instead. No, not necessarily. <laughs> the, uh, but the, I've been doing this now for about 17 years. The, uh, and I've had a chance to experience a lot of the things, again, that you talked about in, the, in that past sequence, and I can elaborate on some of those as we move on. I love it. And then we have uh, someone very unique to Madtropolis, which Madtropolis is going to love, which is Joel. Uh, hold on, let me pop Joel. Joel, we got another Andy. All right, Joel, can you hear me okay? Okay. okay. Perfect. Oh, maybe we can't hear him. Give me one second. I have a feeling that Joel... Hey, something, Joel? Okay. How about okay, now? This is perfect. Perfect. Um, okay, Joel, could you introduce yourself to the group? Sure. My name is Joel Boyles. I'm the owner of Investigation Services Company, uh, LLC. Uh, we were founded in June of uh, 2003. So um, my background was law enforcement. Um, and been running this company uh, since. We do uh, a lot of trademark and patent uh, investigations. And it kind of worked itself into uh, cargo. Uh, some of the same uh, people that we work for, uh, for anti-counterfeit measures, will have issues with cargo and we'll help them with that. I love it. Um, so, uh, Joel, there's history with Joel and I. Okay. Yes. Good history, uh -oh. though, you guys. It's not bad. Yes. It's uh, so Joel has been with me my entire career uh, as a lawyer in the trucking Sorry, industry. Sorry, Joel. A, lo <laughs> <That's> a, <good laughs> a lot of uh, my success is tied on um, who, who can uh, help me, boots on the ground when we have emergency situations. Having a stolen shipment is an emergency situation, along with fraud. Joel's based out of Texas. He is my go to when I or my clients have a problem. He knows where JD lives. Um, he's knows all nice. JD's family now. Uh, nice. I've had him drive by JD's house. No, I'm making all this up. So uh, for those of you it, who never have issues in Texas, Joel is your person that can uh, help you. And we can talk about this a little bit later. Um, and Ron, Ron's going to love hearing about Joel as well. But first, before we get to you, Joel, I'm going to jump over to Chuck. And Chuck, you heard the presentation are a specialist in this area of transporting pharmaceuticals and cargo security. Um, some of JD's questions were spot on um, regarding how do you keep this freight safe? And, yeah. uh, and, and what, what, what are like the tips and the tricks for us, Chuck? In a simplified version of this, the, I look at three different things. I look at familiarity with who it is that you're actually doing business with the visibility that you have on those shipments as they move around. And something that's very near and dear to my heart is the sharing of 
supply chain security intelligence. You can't necessarily defend against what you don't know. So one of the things that the organization that I work with does extensively, and you saw Cassandra today because I sent you one of the alerts. Every day we publish alerts about uh, supply chain disruptions. Could be thefts, could be any one of a number of different things. And in those descriptions, we share with the membership, it's pharma principally, but there are other companies, Amazon, Google, Facebook, Hewlett Packard, Dell, are all members of the same organization as well. We'll take a situation, we'll take a, we'll take a theft or we'll take a supply chain disruption and we'll break it down. We may not necessarily name the companies that are involved uh, for obvious reasons, but we'll take a situation and we'll sit there and say, okay, look, these are the things that went wrong. So if you're shipping these particular types of goods, these are things to check on. I'll give you an example. A couple of years ago, a shipment of a cancer medication ends up getting stolen. It's a multi-million dollar shipment. It leaves, a, uh, it leaves a shipper with a single driver. The driver didn't know he was picking the shipment up until about three hours before it was supposed to go. The truck and trailer were equipped with GPS, but they were never turned on. So that's two securities. The, <laughs> the driver was not supposed to stop within the first 300 miles. Uh, he stopped within the first 200 miles. He left the vehicle when he stopped at the truck stop to go in and use the facilities. When he did, he left his keys in the ignition. Oh, oh. Yeah, it just, it, go, it snowballs it's like on and on and on and on. So, uh, J.D. Sandra, what we end up doing is we take something like that, and we take each and every one of those things that went wrong, mm -hmm. and we lay that out and we say, look, if you're, if you're moving high-risk, high-value, if you're moving any commodity, but particularly high-risk, high-value, look at these things that went wrong, go back to the people that you're doing business with and make sure that that isn't going to happen to you by becoming extremely familiar with what it is, the people that it is that you're doing business with. And that shipment also combines the fact of visibility. They lost eyes on that shipment. Yep. They lost the ability to see it. It gets jacked at 9.45 at night. The, the realization that it's gone is not until 12.05, it's about three hours later. Even if the bad guys are doing the speed limit at 65 miles an hour, do the math. I mean, they're 180 miles away yep. by the yeah. time light comes on and says, uh-oh, we have a problem. Yep. The shipper, because the shipment in this particular instance, you talked about brokers before, the shipment had been subcontracted and the shipper didn't even know that. So it took a while for the shipper, shipper for someone like a lawyer like you, Cassandra, to weave their way through, uh-oh, that's somebody that we didn't even know was supposed to be carrying that load. Yep. All of this what? takes time. All of this takes time. And as that time is passing, bad guys are getting further and further away. Yep. Joel, and I, Joel and I work on crimes, and we know that the first two or three hours are the most important times in a crime. 10 hours later, a day later, a week later, you're done. I mean, as far as being able to, you may be able to find the perfect, you'll never find what was taken. It's, it's going to be gone. Wow. Well, that's, welcome to my world. I mean, that's exactly what I do. I will stop everyone right here i know there are a lot of people who are listening to us or will be listening to us while they work or whatever else i want to stop you right now when your gut is telling you there's something wrong with the shipment and the dispatch or the carrier or the driver is giving you some bullshit about maintenance or my grandmother died if it's a high value shipment or a targeted commodity trust your gut because just like chuck said the more time that passes you're SOL. And here's the thing. 
you might not be concerned about recovering the freight. What you're going to be concerned on, especially if you're a broker, is going to be how you look to your customer. So, mm -hmm. Joel, what are yeah. you? What are we going to tell our people who are on this call and will be in the future um, about what can they do when they find out they have that gut feeling that, let's say it's a broker or a shipper, that dispatch is not being honest on where this freight is, and it's a full truckload worth five hundred thousand dollars as pharmaceuticals. What do they do? No, I, I think Chuck is, is spot on. You got to act quick and and have that plan set up well before you ever need to make that call. But uh, you know, it's it, it's truly boots on the ground. I, I think if if you have people in in different areas that are that will move when you when you call. That's what, that's almost what you have to have. You can say, hey, you know, this load supposedly is it, you know, Main Street and, and Penn. Uh, I want to see that load. I want, you know, uh, and, and put a body out there. And it's unfortunate that depending on, on the situation, it may not be something that the police department is, is going to be able to react to. Um, you know, if you don't, if you're just, you got that gut feeling you need to know, um, you know, that, that's the, the best thing. If you, if you can have that person there and, uh, you know, then, then it goes, goes back to that preparation. For sure. And what I have Joel do, and we have done in the past and others, I have a network of PIs that I love, um, and that I use frequently as when I have that gut feeling about a shipment and, and JD, my client calls me and they're like, Hey, it's been four hours, but this shipment's worth $4 million. I'm like, just call my PI here, he or she is. They'll go run down to the last known location. Uh, they'll go check. They'll call the cell phone. They know what to do. But what happens is that, yeah, you might piss some money away if nothing's wrong. And the driver just got drunk last night and is not driving and hung over and just staying somewhere. Or if it's theft, um, you might not be able to recover it, but you moved really fast. And what Joel does is he creates a report of his exact steps every single step of the way Everybody he talked to, he has pictures. It's a very professional-looking report. So when you have to go back to your shipper and you have to tell them that a $4 million shipment got stolen, you don't look like an asshole. You're, you're still going to look like an asshole, but you look a little bit better because you have a report you can slide across and say, here's what we did. And that is what differentiates you from other people. But Cassandra, um, I think any executive would do that. Like, I think any executive, Cassandra, not, hold on, what I mean is, any executive would rather you spend money for precaution than to spend money on the back end. Yeah, I know in my company, anything. So it's, like, you're eating that money. It's I'm gonna eat it. Yeah, I'd rather eat that I to see. know that it's okay than for you to come to me several times throughout the year and say, mm, my bad. You know, now we're now we're spending a hundred grand when you could have just spent nine grand on on a PI or whatever the cost may be. Yeah. Yeah, you just to add a note, I'll, you know, if you have your network set up with your your PIs, it's not going to be that expensive. Negotiate your rate. Um, you know, get good people. Um, you know, the, the big key is, is the interview skills. Uh, anybody can go, you know, to, to the, the corner and see if the truck is there. Yeah. But when, when it's not there or you have, you know, you're getting different stories, that's when you need somebody that really knows how to interview uh, a person and get the truth. Yep. Let's go yeah. back to Chuck. Go ahead, Chuck. I'm sorry. Yeah, to get a little bit further on that, the What's going to help you as far as timing goes, if something was to go awry, is the technology that's added to these shipments. And we talked about that in the first section. 
the GPS aspect of it, setting up as, as many walls of parameters that if these are being broken, if these languish, if something goes wrong here, that gets the message to JD that, okay, something's happening with my shipment. He's not gonna get a call two hours later or three hours later. He's gonna have it, and the technology today is modern enough to actually push those alerts to you on your phone. Hey, wow. driver's been sitting now for 20 minutes in a place that you don't want him to sit. Or he's now headed off track. He's, off, he's outside of the geofence. Maybe he's got a hugger someplace or something like that, but he's going someplace where he's not supposed to. Those are the types of things that give you that early warning setup so that you can act. And you also talked about notification boots on the ground. For me, working with industry, I work with PIs as well, but I have a, Joel and I both have a Rolodex behind us that you don't see that's as big as a Volkswagen. Mine is all of the, all of the law enforcement agencies, all of the cargo theft task forces, the FBI, the customs and everything else. So when I get a call, I light that right up. And, and these are guys that even when nothing's happened, even when there's no thefts going on, I'm on the phone with and chatting with them. Hey, how's your wife? How's it going? I need to keep these guys as friends because when I really need them and pick up that phone at two o'clock in the morning or three o'clock in the morning, I know they're going to help me. Mm -hmm. That's a great That's, point. That Let's is blow, spot on. Let's blow JD's mind for a moment. Um, and also, uh, our lead shipper at Metropolis is Ron Kane. He's CEO of uh, the Noisy Supply Chain Consulting Group. He's a consultant. He's very passionate on this topic as well. So he's going to like this question, which is, Chuck, tell us about yards, truck yards. When you have a full truckload that's $4 million worth of pharmaceuticals, what should that truck yard look like, and how big of a role does that yard play in hmm. that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, a couple things. We we encourage our members to arrange shipments so that temporary yards aren't necessary. That those types of shipments run direct, point to point. But if in fact the yard is necessary, one of the things that I'm in a project with now, and it's with an organization called TAPA, is we're trying to uh, come up with a standard for secure parking yards here in the United States. One exists in Europe. One does not exist here in the United States now. What you're looking for is a, a location that is obviously delineated in some fashion, you know, some sort of a fence, has access controls in and out of that particular yard, has alert guards, not guys, you know, that are 72 years old with their feet up, sleeping, watching, you know, listening to the radio at night, stuff like you're, you're essentially creating an outdoor warehouse is, is all you're really doing. And think of the security that's around a warehouse, access controls going through the door, CCTV cameras that watch what's going on in the warehouse, guards that do roving patrols or patrol by using the cameras. That's exactly what a yard is. It's nothing more than an outdoor warehouse that has two sets of barriers. It has that outer fence and it has whatever the trailers are that are parked inside that yard. But as I'll say, and I'll say this over and over and over again, you've got to go out, you've got to become familiar with that entity, you've got to go out and see it, you've got to give them your parameters of what you want, and they have to meet that. And if they don't, move on and go to someplace else. But I'm confused because I, I haven't had my question answered yet. There are, there are load workers that are putting these loads, loading up the truck, Somebody's talking, Joel. Somebody's talking, Chuck. Somebody's saying this load, this going down this route. Somebody is is blabbing. Somebody on the outside 
is paying them for information and they're doing it, you know, maybe there's some threats from the cartel or maybe there's some threats from some, the Crips bloods, whoever wants this and they got some blackmail on them. How are you guys figuring out who's the, the big mouth in these companies and removing them out? Uh, uh oh. oh, go ahead. Go ahead, on. Chuck. <laughs> um, you'd be surprised in the in the bad guys that we've actually had the opportunity to debrief in mm -hmm. a lot of the pharma shipments from years ago. We didn't we didn't find it was inside information. What we found was what? these guys were actually doing their own surveillance. They were hanging out. It's not. It doesn't take much to go on the internet and be able to identify a particular target, a, a desirable pharmaceutical product, find out who manufactures that product, and then again, using the internet, find out where the principal manufacturing and distribution points are for that product. That cancer medication, we know, I can't tell you how we know because it's still an active investigation, but we know, like part of it is cell phone analysis, cell phone talk analysis. We know that those guys hung out in front of the distribution point where that stuff originally came out. Mm -hmm. And they were wow. there for several days. Wow. We know that from cell, cell phone analysis. We know that from going back and looking at hotel and motel records. Uh, we know that from doing GPS tracks of, of our own. So what they're doing is they're, for lack of a better term, making an educated guess. They may shag a shipment from a distributor to a distribution point and not touch it at all, just to verify that that's a product going from this point to that point. And once that's confirmed and they know that, then they know that that trucking company, and they may even, if, the, if it's the same driver every Monday or Friday or Thursday, and he stops at the same TA truck stop in the same place on that run, they can actually set up at that truck stop and be waiting for him to make that stop, go in and use the head or go in and get something to eat, and that's when they take that truck. And they can take that truck from you. I don't care what you have on it for any theft devices. They can take that truck away from you in five minutes or less. Joel and yeah. I have a little bit of a different experience, especially with electronics and whatnot. Uh, Joel, go ahead. How often is the driver involved or someone at the facility? Yeah, you know, it is kind of that, that case by case. Um, I think... I think there is a, you know, there's, there's so many different groups that are professional, you know, uh, thieves, that's what they do. And, and to kind of piggyback on, on what Chuck was saying, they're, they specialize in, you know, they've got the resources to, to offload and sell whatever they're going to steal. So they know the value, they know how, you know, they know what they're going to get. And it, it's a kind of a return on investment. They'll do, you know, um, many hours of surveillance and, and sometimes they can put you know they'll put would you put ten thousand dollars into what may be a couple of million dollars you know sure yeah. that's a great great you know if you're a thief it's not a bad investment you know it, it just depends on the professional level uh some of these gangs are, are very well educated you know uh, and doing the surveillance and knowing just exactly what chuck was talking about they know what it is before they get it long before. And those are the, I think those are the professional groups and there's not somebody on the inside. You know, the small stuff, uh, you know, a, a load of drinks or a load of, uh, you know, consumable stuff, 
yeah, that's that's somebody, you know, there, there's a snitch, there's somebody telling somebody, um, but you know, we, we're not talking high value load. We're talking, uh, yeah. you know, just what, yeah. what's going to wind up at the convenience store. Yeah. yeah. And can be quickly sold on the streets. So yeah, exactly. for those of us who've been in the industry for a long time, back in 2012, yeah. 2013, it was like anything that could be quickly sold on the streets. So uh, definitely energy drinks. Um, yeah, the, the crime of opportunity. They'll yeah. they'll pop, uh, you know, ten different uh, trailers, look in them, and you know that's just they're there and they're looking for whatever the load is. It's a different a different criminal than than what's going to farm it for sure. And usually on the weekend, yeah. um, we're sitting in an unsecured yard, and like you said, you could pop the trailer. So we just we went a little bit over time, but I want to ask Chuck one more question because I saw JD. In the beginning, when JD was asking a question, he was trying to count your points of security. Yeah. Um, and I like that you were doing that. It actually reminded me, JD, that we should we should make sure we ask Chuck when with pharmaceuticals. You have to tell us all your dirty secrets. But when you talk to carriers um, who tell you that they run pharmaceuticals, Chuck, yeah. uh, and you're like, hmm, here's what you need to do to just to make sure that it's secure. Teams, mileage, GPS. Is there anything else that I'm missing? Um, you said you said no. They can't stop within the first 350 miles after pickup, right? Well, we've we've again we've interviewed bad guys before, and we've and we've learned that or bad girls. It's not always or bad girls. It's not always within that first 200 miles. But we've we know that they'll they'll follow a load for a period of time, and if it's not going to stop, they're not going to waste their time, and they'll go back. But yeah, team drivers. GPS on the tractors and trailers, the ability to uh, allow the technologies that are out there today not only monitor GPS devices, they monitor a lot of things on those tractors and trailers. And one of the things that technology companies are now starting to get transportation firms to buy into is access to the driver's cell phone so that they can track the driver as well. You're tracking the tractor, the trailer, the driver, the IP address of the reefer, if there's an electronic seal in the back of that truck, the telematics on that truck. So when he leaves the dock, when he takes off, you've got a single screen and you're looking at everything in harmony. If anything goes wrong there, the temperature goes off, the driver walks away from the truck and the truck is moving. That happened two weeks ago. Tractor trailer unit pulls into a truck stop, driver leaves, he's using a particular type of technology that, that involves his phone Driver goes to hit the head. As he's hitting the head, the truck goes away. It immediately sends a signal out to the dispatch, and the dispatch calls the driver and says, hey, dummy, you're not with the truck, and the truck's <laughs> out there and find out what's going on. That quick time frame allowed us to be able to get that truck back. We had the truck back in less than two hours. In the old days, when that, when that type of technology connection wasn't there, we wouldn't have found that truck for days. The, it's... You gotta be one step ahead of the game. These guys, these bad guys are not dumb. It's not guys walking around going, you know, I think I'm gonna take that truck. Do they, they know what they're after. Days? They know what they're talking about. Like I remember in 2013 and 14, GPS jammers were a big deal. Are they still a big deal? Are they used or do you know right away when? Not, not here in the US as much as you would think. Jammers are used in foreign countries, Mexico, Brazil, places like that. And the technology that's out there today that we use in the US if a jammer is being used, because there's so many different frequencies involved, you'll be able to see that. 
one of those frequencies oh. will be jammed. Remember that? Remember that single screen that's watching so many different things? Mm -hmm. If one of those things goes out and everything else is working, something's wrong. And that would tell you that someone's trying to interfere with the track of that particular shipment. Wow. Um, okay. I could, I could talk to you guys <laughs> for hours on this topic. I'm, I'm incredibly passionate about this topic, and I have spoken for hours on this. I, I, I actually love that I'm talking to two people that know way more on this topic than I do. And I also like JD's face when we start talking about different theft. So I'm going to pop you guys back into the audience, and we're going to have a little bit more of an expanded discussion. We're going to probably come off LinkedIn as well so we can make it more private. You guys can stay or go. It's completely up to you in the audience. Um, but just to watch JD's face one more time, beyond pharmaceuticals, um, I would say that other commodities that are popular to be stolen these days, uh, and I don't know, Chuck or Joel, if you want to weigh in on this, but I've noticed that it's, um, electronics is always one, um, electronics and tobacco, uh, oh, David Bell's already hitting me up on it, cosmetics, David, thank you, cosmetic, like if anybody runs freight for Ulta, Ultra, Ulta, Ulta Cosmetics, Oh, my sister would probably be the theft of that one. I said it. You can you can call until I said it. She'd probably be the one for the dang Ulta Beauty stuff. Like, did Jesus. you know that wigs is very popular to be stolen? Um, and baby food. Right um, now, PPE. Oh, Ooh, PPE. Yeah. That's real. PPE is being moved like gold right now. Good one. Um, what else am I missing? Anything else besides that? I, I love theft. I'm going to be a cargo theft thief when my, when my Do you guys time. touch in, Chuck and Joel? Do y'all touch on the marijuana at all in like Colorado, Nevada, California? Are you dealing with yeah. those types of thefts? No. I handle just Texas. So, just Texas. Okay. you know, we don't, we don't have it yet. Gotcha. The, can the cannabis companies aren't, haven't been exposed to what we've been exposed. We're trying to get them involved in this type of thing, but that that's a growing process like we were 10 years ago. Gotcha. And so many people, Chuck, do not even understand, what, first of all, that we're just scratching the surface of this topic. I could talk about this for a week. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and also, once people are impacted, then they start to look to Chuck and Joel. And then they start to be like, wow, this is a crazy world we're going in. And usually it, it coincides with the uh, economy. So uh, thank you both very, very much. And Joel, I put, Joel's not on LinkedIn. Typical PI, he doesn't want to be found. Um, so I put his website all over the place uh, so you guys can reach out to him if you want. If you have questions, he's Great, um, thank you. And, and Chuck is on LinkedIn, um, but he also can be found everywhere because I think, Chuck, you speak all over the country, don't you? On this yes, topic? I do. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I want to give LinkedIn, but I'll, I'll send you my, my deal. Okay, perfect. All right, thank you both very much. This was amazing. Thank you.